recorded live. Signature. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the virtual talk show produced by Married Men Don't Talk, the talk show with the top-selling book and an app for your Android smartphones. We come your way every Tuesday night, even on election night from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But you can get more info about this show by visiting our website, our new and improved website, householdstress.com. Listeners can participate in one of our live weekly talk shows by calling in or logging on to householdstress.com from your personal computer as an anonymous guest. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only, so call into the hottest talk show in the world. Now, we have one rule tonight, fellas, and that is absolutely no profanity. But furthermore, this ain't Bible study. We want you to just be able to come to our show as a man, and that is it. This virtual talk show always presents the hottest topics for discussion, and tonight is no different. Tonight's topic is the first family. My name is Rodney, and I'll be your pilot for the evening. I've got a lot of material, and the hope is that I can get this plane off the ground and ultimately land on a safe conclusion. This is a fluid conversation, so if you do have something to say, please feel free to do so. Or if you just prefer to listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please try to hang on until the end because you'll definitely want to hit a conclusion to this episode. All right, with all of that said, let's get started. I want to start um, with a clip. Uh, Let me recycle this. Make sure I can get this clip for y'all. It's a clip uh, just to start this thing off uh, the right way with a a tad bit of humor. but it's a clip from uh, the Jimmy Kimmel show. And I don't know, some of y'all might have uh, seen this, but here it goes. You know, the presidential election is on Tuesday. According to the polls, Obama and Romney are still neck and neck. Both campaigns made their like final push today. Romney has a, a very strong lead among white voters, but some prominent Obama supporters are looking to chip into that. And our friend Chris Rock is one of them. Chris Rock is from Brooklyn, here in Brooklyn. And tonight he's recorded a special message for us targeted specifically at undecided voters of the Caucasian variety. So listen and decide for yourself. Hi, I'm Chris Rock with a special message for white people. In times like these, you need a white president you can trust. And that white president's name is Barack Obama. Let's take a look at the facts. For the first two-thirds of his life, Barack Obama was known as Barry which is the third whitest name on earth, right after Cody and Jeff. And these are the white people who raised Barry, Madeline and Stanley Dunham. They're so white they have to wear sunglasses because they're hurting each other's eyes. After college, Barry went into black neighborhoods in Chicago to try to organize people. How white is that? Black people don't go into black communities. We don't have to. We're already there. Look at it. Playing golf, body surfing, wearing mom jeans, dancing with Ellen. Barack Obama supports gay marriage. 
Most black men don't even support straight marriage. President Obama has a dog. But is it a pit bull? Is it a Rottweiler? No. It's a Portuguese water dog. And he named him Bo, after one of the Dukes of Hazzard. And let's not forget, Barack Obama is whiter than Snooky, the tanning mom, and Tara Reid. I figured that loosen y'all up uh, for the evening. Um, hope y'all can hear that. But what's going to happen if Obama wins? What's going to happen if Obama wins? I'm going to go to sleep. The what do you say? Go ahead. I'm going to go to sleep because it's still going to be the same thing when I wake up. Same country <laughs> that, that I woke up to this morning is going to be tomorrow. Hmm. But how, how will um, how will the the Republicans respond to his victory? Um, they already control the same the way they they the same way they responded before. We're gonna do another four years of not assisting this guy. <laughs> and I know um, I remember back when Senator Mitch McConnell said. Uh, that, you know, they want to make him. Do y'all remember that? When she said we want to make him a, our goal, number one goal is to make him a one-term president. Yeah. Yep. What did y'all think about that? Well, the problem that's, I, I have with That's the ultimate disrespect. Well, not really that, but here, here's the real disrespect. The Republicans twice has put up third strength. They weren't even confident in both of their last two candidates, including this one. Yeah, but I want to rewind something to um, what P-Town said. It said it's the ultimate sign of disrespect. Is that what you said, P-Town? That is correct. The ultimate disrespect when you, you know, when you treat a president regardless of who won or not won, I don't think that any time at any election where Somebody has actually came out and said, we're not working with this president. I agree. Some of the stuff that has happened, I mean, he's been called a liar in his State of the Union address, during his State of the Union address. I mean, some of the things that they've done has just been incredible. But do you all remember when um, Senator Mitch McConnell made that statement? you all remember the time frame about um, – when he was elected, y'all remember when he made that statement about the first term being a, our goal is, you know, for him to be a one-term president. Y'all remember how long it was, it was after he got elected that he said that? It was like the next day, wasn't it? It was not. No, it was right when they came back from um, break, wasn't it? It was yeah, like it was December. Actually, it was actually in, on October twenty-third, two 2010. So it was almost two years into the man's uh, first term. But on the flip side, uh, just this past Friday, the Senate Majority Leader, uh, Harry Reid, said in a statement, and I quote, Mitt Romney's fantasy that Senate Democrats will work with him to pass his severely conservative agenda is laughable, end quote. So here you have the Senate Majority Leader talking about um, the candidate Mitt Romney that has not even been elected probably won't be elected. And how do y'all feel about that statement that he made just last Friday on the eve of the election, the last weekend for the election? What is, how do y'all feel about that? I think that that statement really means nothing. 
considering action speaks louder than words. Basically, he's talking about something that may happen in the future, depending on a certain set of circumstances. President Obama has already been president for one for one term, and he has dealt with disrespect time and time again. And uh, just seeing that happen, it, it overpowers any statement any Democrat could say about working with candidate Romney. Wow. Does anybody disagree with that? Cause that's, oh, that's, no. that's, a, that's a wild statement right there. He has been the most disrespectful president in, in, in my lifetime. Yeah, but I'm not talking about, you know, I'm just talking about the, the, the situation where you have the Senate. The, yeah, Mitch McConnell, Republican, said two years into his election, his uh, candidacy, his presidency, rather, that he wants to make him a one-term president. But on the flip side, the Democrat says that he will not, working with him is laughable. And y'all say that's different? I, I don't get that. I don't understand what the, what is the difference. He's saying that out the gate, before he's even elected, probably won't even be elected tonight. I just don't get the double standard. I mean, somebody explain it to me. It's, 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 to, it's to me, it sounds like there's two sides of the same coin. I may be wrong. I may be the only one hearing it that way. But no, it seems no, like. No, I think that's. I think right there saying it's laughable. It's still a disrespect. If if you Thank win, you. that means the people, the people voted you in. Thank you, brother. The people you voted you in. So even though I'm gonna be upset if that would happen. Yep. It is what it is. I mean, he's he he has the highest. He's the guy who is overseeing the world. He's, he becomes the most powerful man in the world. Correct. So you don't agree don't with Harry? I don't agree. I don't agree with the disrespect, man. I mean. They're in office because we put them there. Right. That's the a good people, word. The people put them there, and, and we expect them to do a job regardless of who it is. Now, the problem is, is now that everything is so politicalized and everything has underground money, you know, there's no reason for anybody to put their hatred out there on national TV. It's just too easy to do now. But see, first, first you have to understand. First, that you have to understand that it's a natural thing for the donkey and the elephant to be against each other. Thank you. Thank but, you. Yes. But it is clear hatred in a lot of things that were said. I mean, basically, you could even go off the the. The the the, the uh, platform and say the way he said it was really volatile, you know. I mean, um, if he said something to someone like that, uh, say on a job, you know, um, he would be fired in subordination. Oh, I agree. If you go up, anybody, any one of us would go up to our our boss right now and say, you know what? I don't care what you say. I'm not doing anything you're saying. I'm mm-hmm. just going to come to work, do my job, and leave. Mm-hmm. What, well, he's going to say, well, if you're not going to listen to me and I'm your boss, how are you going to do your job? So you might as well just take the paycheck and go. Right. That's good words. Even if you like them or not. Yeah, I want to I wanna move on because I, I, I wanted to – my toe in the politics in the in the beginning, but we're we're gonna move on. Um what's gonna happen if Romney wins? 
What's going to, I asked the question, what's going to happen if Obama wins, but what's going to happen? It's not, you know, to me, it's not likely, but what's going to happen if he wins? Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. He's going to fight, and he's going to encounter, not not the disrespect that Obama has encountered, but uh, the Democrats already said they ain't going to work with him on anything, so everything he tries to get approved is going to be a fight, and it's going to take about two years before he gets anything uh, going that he wants to get going, and by then, he'll, you know, he'll be voted out of there. Yeah, by then, I mean, it's karma. I mean, it's just a flip-flop. It's turning to a political flip-flop. So yeah. I'm not going to do anything for you. You're not going to do anything for me. So all uh, these things that, you know, they bring up, and here's my plan, and here's my thing. And I keep telling people, I tell people all the time, if you don't know history, the only thing you need to know about is there's three branches of government that you have to have, and that's legislation, the executive, and the judicial. So if the legislation is not going to make the laws, there's nothing that the president can do. He has nothing to sign. Correct. That's a good word. But how does and the, then how if does he bullies every rule, but he has the right to bully a rule if they can't get it together, but then yeah. you look you looked upon as bad. But I mean that's how President Obama had to run his whole camp you know, his whole first three years was to bully and get things across the way he could. If well, if I if I may ahead. say this, mm-hmm. it, I have not seen the Republicans really put up a fight for the office as I've seen in the past, and I'm going to tell you why. They do not want to be at the helm with all that's going on. They didn't want to be in the helm the first time. See, because they they understand one thing. The public looks at, at who they can blame, okay? Mm-hmm. As long as they can blame the Democrats, then they will gain more political power as far as the 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 um the, the temperature of the nation, of people, of the people. You know, so they are looking at the idea of, okay, we give him some more years, then we can bash him some more, we can uh, submarine anything he tries to do, and then make him look even worse um, to, 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 to the people of the United States. So when they do want to put up the fight in the next uh, 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 term following this one, then they will have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. That's what they want. They want the whole ball of wax. Good words, good words. And All right. I think yes. um, Go ahead. there's also going to be a problem if um, Obama's not elected with the black community as far as um, participating in the vote like they're doing now. It seems like it's been a big push for that. If he's not elected, that's going to be uh, a major step back. Mm-hmm. That's good words, and you're you're right where we need to be, brother. Because that is the 20 minutes. That's the extent of our politics for tonight, for this evening. Um, we're moving on. How does the fact that one presidential candidate has one black parent affect your decision on whom to vote for? How does the fact that one presidential candidate has one black parent affect your decision on whom to vote for? Does it? Does it affect your decision? It, it doesn't affect my uh, eight years of Bush affected my decision. Oh my goodness! Yes. Okay. Anybody else? Does if Hillary would have jumped off, it'd have been on. It, you know, it'd have been on with Hillary. 
Does anybody else uh, want to respond to that? How does how does the fact that one candidate has one black parent? How does that move you? Or does 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 it move you a little bit? Yeah, it, it moves me, and I think for any really any person, you know what I mean. Um, to say that it doesn't, I think they're being unrealistic because well, not any person, any 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 black person, um, because there's an allegiance there, and so much so to the fact that I found myself really questioning, you know, was my vote for Obama because of his politics or because of of who of who he was? Um, it just comes into play. It's just we are a very collegial uh, culture. And um, I think that is a, it plays a big part. That's a good word. Thank you for being honest, brother. I agree with him. Yeah. And, and true or false, fellas, it is, it's okay for a black person to vote for Obama only because he looks like them, but it's not okay for a white person to vote for Romney only because he looks like them. True or false? False. False. I think well, it's a difference. Because the first black president was Bill Clinton. So that one was already wiped out. That wiped you out right there. <laughs> that wiped your question out right there. <laughs> but y'all, that, y'all, anybody agree with that, that Bill Clinton was the first black president? Oh, yeah. Actually, it was, it was Kennedy because everybody I know <laughs> in the old school days had Kennedy on his wall. And that was black. Yeah. <laughs> Kennedy, Lincoln, and Martin Luther King. Really, mm-hmm. Kennedy and Martin Luther King. Yeah, 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 old school folks had that in their office. That's oh. one of the questions you should ask is why we don't have a picture of Obama in our house. Exactly. Or do we? And I don't I think that's a, yeah, I don't think that's an apples for apples question either. Because it comes to the point where, okay, so let's just say I'm black. I'm going to vote for Obama because I can identify with him, right? But I'm not going to um, not vote for Romney because I don't want a white person in the White House. That's all I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I follow because, you. That's, yeah, 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 see, yeah, see, 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 it's different. One thing yeah. is is towards racism, and the other thing is towards identification. Yeah, and then you got to think about it. A lot of people... Um, let's be honest. A lot of blacks cannot identify with with President Obama because one, a lot of blacks aren't her number one in the class. A lot of blacks didn't have the, the upbringing that this guy did. Um, so if you talk about relating to somebody um, other than culture, you know. I'll, the one thing that they can relate to is that this guy at 17 dreamed about being the president. And he lived his life in a way that he wouldn't get in trouble, but he did He did do some things that we do when we're in college. He did do the party thing. So, you know, and there is some differences that that can't relate to. Yeah. yeah. Because if this that. was the case, then we would have voted for Jesse Jackson. We would have voted for people would have came out for Al Sharpton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. What so, happens is, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. What no, happens is, is whenever it comes to politics, black people's intelligence are always put to the forefront. 
they feel that we aren't intelligent enough to make a decision on someone other than by color. We're also taught that the Republicans are the immortal enemies of black people. To be truthful, if they put a Republican up running for president and he spoke like he had some serious sense and he really made it clear that he was going to do something to improve the country, I'd vote for him. Yeah, because if, 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 if the Republicans were able to get Colin Powell, you would see a big difference. Here's my here here was my Because Colin Powell is a bad man. Yeah, well, he's a Democrat. Hmm? He's a Democrat. No, no he's not. Powell Colin Republican. Colin Powell has he always been Republican. Didn't want him to he run. Because he, he, he feared for his safety. Well, Colin Powell would have would have won yeah. hands down the black and white vote. Oh yeah. So yeah, wait a Colin, minute. So you saying that if if Colin Powell was running tonight, he would beat Obama? Is that what you're saying? It would be a very close race. It's it a very close race right now. It will, yeah, but I'm, I mean, and then there will be a lot of mixture with blacks, especially when you're talking about military and, and, and a lot of different things. Because, one, you got two of the smartest, top level of their class type people, intelligent people, respectable people, who are not in office to, you know, make a buck. Now, you know, there's no oil. They not. They not pertain. You know, family's not pertaining to oil or anything. But, but Colin so Powell, he don't even fool with the the modern day Republican Party. But that's because I don't know he why. saw the underground what was going on through the bus. He was like, I'm out. Colin Powell, why, why don't he change his registration? When he congratulated Barack Obama the first time, that did it. He was out of. He was out of the Republican circle, Rodney. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Why hasn't he changed his registration? That, I, that's what I don't get. Why is he still a Republican today? I, I don't understand. That. Why can't he congratulate Barack Obama and still be a Republican? No, right. to me, he doesn't identify with, with the Republican Party. He said that when he's endorsed Obama twice. Okay, you know, he endorsed he, Obama, but maybe he's waiting for a Republican like the rest of us black Republicans are that can speak to them. Right yeah, now, right. the Republicans got nothing but anybody but Obama. <laughs> And they're not putting and anybody. They and they still haven't felt comfortable to put Condi out there because Condi would do a good job. Yeah, Condi would do a good job, but I don't think she wanted to do it. Well, so what if they know, switch? What if, what if they switch? What if Romney was the Democrat tonight and Obama was the Republican? Would you still vote would, Obama? Would, Obama would, is a closer Republican right now than any Democrat. And that's been, that's what the minute is. That's why he's been able to get a lot of independents and, and, and Republicans because a lot of his ideas are Republican ideas. When here's he, he the here's the soundbite that's going to kill him. He got up. He made his speech to attack Obama, and his whole thing was President Obama says. He wants to save the planet. I don't want to save the planet. I want to save the people. Well, I'm sorry. You can't be people if there's no planet. Yeah, and for the, you speaking of the people, for the election tonight, you know, the question that all the pundits are, are wondering is uh, whether Obama can limit his losses among white voters and whether minority turnout will remain high enough for him to be victorious tonight. 
that's the question they're pitching around. I, I just love, I was watching a few minutes of it. I, I cut it off. You know, we, we got work to do tonight. But I just love how they talk about the white vote, the black vote, the Latino vote, the women vote, as if all these blocks and groups are like, like sheep. Well, I guess they are, I mean, the way they talk about them. So, I mean, they, they, like all of these, all of the whites, all of the blacks, all of the Latinos, all of the women have the same uh, worldview, and they're looking for the same things, married, unmarried, you know, uh, old, young. If they identify as black or, you know, based on their genitalia, they talk to them like, I mean, it's just, to me it's, 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 it's disgusting. For, for for somebody to, to to say a group of black guys, it's like we're trying to get all of y'all's vote because we know all of y'all think the same. I mean, to me, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I just, you know, I just shake my head when I see on the TV they're like, well, the white vote is this and the black vote is this, as if they're just monolithic. Because we know that white people helped put Obama in office. They didn't all vote with McCain last time. They crossed over. Yeah, but see, here's here's the problem. Here's the problem. You have to do that in in an age where now you have uh, blacks now understanding what voting means, understanding and looking more into the political world. A lot of blacks did not even think about it. They didn't care because there was nothing about them. None of the laws were about them. Then you had Clinton. This all started in 92 when it started becoming about them. Um, and, and when I mean them, I'm adding in not only all diversity, not just blacks. I'm talking about Asian, Latinos, and women. When, when, when things start changing and it was more about them, and now you got more educated African-Americans now, because you always had them, but you have more. Well, you're gonna, can. you're gonna see, you're gonna see that now. So now they have to, they have to. I mean, it's it's a census like they do every two every ten years. You got to have a census of who's voting. Yeah, I don't because it becomes in, important. Yeah, I, I, I want to stay out of the, the politics uh, a little bit and want to focus on this race thing. Um, and do y'all think that a black person? Now, I've asked this question to a, a number of people, and I get a different response, so I wanted to bring it to y'all. I actually didn't even have it in my notes, but I want to ask y'all this. I get I get different responses to this question. And the question is, can a black person be racist? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, 100%. Easily. So y'all think that a black? I've heard I've heard people say that racism with racism you have to have a power component. No. No. Mm-mm. I know okay. plenty of black racists. <laughs> and what would the power component be? Well, they're looking at how the the, the how America is set up. You know, who has the who who over our history who has the power lied with. That has not that's been well, who has the power? I mean it's generally been looked upon as the as the as the whites have the power, the superior race. I mean but looking at our history, I'm not talking about two thousand twelve, but I mean Right, right. Well, that, well, someone that says that, I mean that's you know, that's kinda of an ignorant view. It is. Uh but uh 
yeah, I, I can see how someone uh, who hasn't done any research or doesn't understand how money works uh, would say that white people control everything. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens all the time. happens all the time. Just look at TV. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Listen, rid of the Cosby Show and they ain't replaced them. So that was that was Listen, our shining that's time. Probably, when it, <laughs> now that you're talking, see now you're talking about again zoning area zoning and 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 mixed um, cultures because now you're talking about I can get the same job you got. But now you're getting prejudice against that. See, prejudice is just not more than just right what you see right in front of you. It's that underseen stuff, you know, where um, you you get you get a job. You're not getting that promotion because even though this 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 little white kid is my best friend's uh, you know cousin, I'm gonna give him the job because that's my best friend's cousin. But he don't know nothing. I want to play a clip, um, and that's good words, PT. I want to play a clip. Um, actually, two clips. Uh, this is the first one. Yeah, that Barack had a mama, and she was white, very white, American, Kansas, middle of America. There was no argument about who he is or what he is. Uh, America's first black president hasn't arisen yet. He's not America's first black president. He's America's first mixed race president. That was Morgan Freeman. Mm -hmm. And I want to play one more clip on the the heels of that, and this is only um, 30 seconds. What is wrong with us to suggest that some kids can go to Harvard if we have changed. This is a more tolerant, a more open, a more progressive society. And yet we're having this conversation because he's biracial. He spent nine months in the womb of a white woman. He was raised for the first 18 to 21 years by his white grandparents. He spent no time in living rooms like I spent my childhood. And that was Democratic strategist Donna Brazil. Here's the question. How can somebody be considered both biracial and black? And you heard the words of Morgan Freeman. You heard the words of Democratic strategist Donna Brazil. Um, are they right? Talking about Obama's mama. Can I just say something to you? Go ahead. And I know you asked a question, and I don't want to answer a question. Answer a question with a question, but this particular time I have to. Go ahead. The, the facts are this, and I'm going to ask you this question. Yep. You're white. You're white, right? Your mm-hmm. daughter's white. I'm Your white. Your family's white. Okay. Just for the sake of this question. Okay, You're right. white. Your family's white. Okay? Mm-hmm. Barack Obama knocks on the door to take your daughter out for dinner. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say about Barack Obama after you see him? <laughs> the nice interracial young man. Are you going to call him an interracial young man, or are you going to call him, why is, this black guy, why is this black guy outside getting ready to take you out for dinner, trying to take you out for dinner? I mean, I might. I mean, you going to be honest, Rodney? Because I ain't been honest. You going to be honest, Rodney? 
However, however, the one-drop rule was never applied as rigorously to Native Americans as it is to blacks because prejudice against those with Native American blood was never, never as, as strong as it was against those with Negro blood. So when you when you promote the one-drop theory, you have to know what it's rooted in. It's rooted in racist uh, history. They were like, you know, and and, and furthermore, you know, it's, it date. I mean, it dates back to the time of slavery, and it led to the justification of oppressive laws, including segregation and restrictive voting legislation. So it speaks to notions of racial purity. So if you're white, but you got one drop of, of black blood, then, oh, sorry, sorry, young man, you're black. Even you're 132nd black, but you're black. But a Native American is 132nd Native American. It's not, it's not applied across the board like that. It's only applies to blacks. Go ahead, brother. Wait a minute. You said, sorry, young man, but you're black. Like yes. you just got disqualified for the job. Sorry, young man, you're black. Exactly. You're no longer I mean, qualified. They, they, were, they, were taking, they were basically taking them out of, of any laws, any, any uh, privileges. That's what I'm saying, the sorry young man, back in the day, the slavery times. Okay, so listen, so listen, so listen, so listen. So now, let's say, now we know this. A lot of people know this. A lot of older black people know this. Okay, so now they're saying... Now we got somebody that is black that's running for president. I'm going to go vote for him. Can you blame that? Can you at some point just understand where we've been, what we've been through, and now there's an opportunity for us to at least get some kind of gratification? No, and I'll tell you why. Because I know black people from that generation who don't think like that, who okay. didn't vote for him the first time. Okay. So, I mean, and, and, and that's how you – can come out of that situation of segregation and, and desegregation and, and integration and all that stuff. And two black people can have two totally different outlooks on that. So, no, I can't blame them for saying, you know what, I went through the harsh. I mean, because you have another one that said, no, I mean, I, I really don't agree with him. As the brother said earlier, it's like I have to question myself, like, am I, why am I voting for him other than he looks like me? Do I really identify? You know what I mean? Well, look, listen, well, listen, listen, listen. I'm going to tell you this. When when I first discovered Barack Obama, I wasn't voting for him. And I wasn't voting for him because I didn't know who he was. Not because he, he was geek. About, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go with Hillary, and hopefully Clinton can come on back in and run <laughs> with Hillary. That was my plan. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, okay, you know, I. I'm going to keep it in the family just the way it is. But then some of the views and some of the things, you know, some lights were um, shined upon Hillary and Clinton that made me say, okay, now the real colors are coming out. You see what I'm saying? So then I started going towards Barack. But what I'm saying is there's some people that didn't even give that a chance. They're like, okay, he's black. He sounds good. He's talking about change. I'm going with him, period, because they know where we come from. I could be wrong. And you know what? America as a nation is more sexist than it is racist. Now, some of y'all may get that tomorrow. No, a I got woman, it right now. A woman was, uh, no, 
we 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 as Americans, that's a man's job. Now you now I've said it. You may not agree with what I say, but the bottom line is that Americans, not at this point, they're not ready to put a, a female in office. Period. But do you see do you see where the whole Republican strategy comes in? First time he ran, who was he running against? Yeah, he's right. Republicans and me being a Republican myself, they have not put any candidate worth anything to really go against President they Obama. Have, they know why. Yeah. But you know why. It was because design. they have to go. They have to yeah. go with, with the with the who's next. See, they use the who's next. Yeah, who's that's up right. next. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pattern. Who's, in line, who's next in line? They have McCain no was next in line. Romney was next in line. And the Democrats tried the same thing. They just didn't count Obama winning Iowa. Where yeah. was Romney? Right. Where? Where was Romney four years ago? This he was is what I'm saying. Campaigning. Campaigning. He was campaigning. <laughs> He's been campaigning since 2002. He's been getting his butt whooped every single time. But can I throw, can I throw two things in here? Go ahead. You, all, you, mentioned two, two, you mentioned two of the three things that divide people. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Race, sex, and religion. You left that out. Okay. He's yeah, I'm, a I'm, I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna get there. He's I'm a Mormon. Okay. I, I'm gonna get Damn. to the Mormon stuff, no doubt. You gotta worry Damn. about that. It it was stated it was stated someone posted that the the Christians are uniting together for Romney. That is an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we're going to get this. Christianity is totally against Mormonism or Mormonism, however you want to say it. Yeah. But here's my other question for you. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I think everybody voted for uh, uh, to place a congressional and a Senate seat. Did you do that based on color or party? That's a good question. And somebody because got a TV only, on in the back. Please turn your TV down. The only Thank time you. you you talk about race is presidential. You don't do that when it comes to seating someone in the House or in the Senate. Yeah, I voted or in Congress. You know, um, I was going to say this earlier. My biggest struggle was this, okay? Mine's go a little deeper. I understand that if I'm uh, going to vote, Obama in, I cannot allow him to be a lame duck. So that means I have to vote Democrat across the board. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem. Obama has been accused of not getting this country out of something that that was in play before he came on the picture. The people who are responsible for the position, for for the situation that we're in now, have been seated in the House and the Senate for the last 14, 16 years. Correct. They're the ones that need to go. Correct. Okay. They're going to get reelected in a landslide tonight. Right. But here was my problem. Was I going to go... Uh, across party line and vote Republican in when I would really like to see all of them wiped out because 
they allowed this to happen. No, I had to vote Democrat so that he would not be a lame president. Where he wouldn't have a Republican House, he would have to put up the left or a Republican Congress. In good words. And, um, you know, talking about, you know, the politics of all of this, you know, the the ascent of Obama, I mean, he's, he just rose right up the ranks pretty quickly, you know. But going back to ethnicity, this, you know, this, I don't know if y'all realize or not, but the discussion of, of presidential ethnicity actually dates back as far as Thomas Jefferson. Now, Thomas Jefferson was the third president of the United States, and he was described by a political opponent as, I quote, the son of a half-breed Indian squaw and a Virginia mulatto father, end quote. That's how he was described. And in addition to Jefferson, books, magazines, newspaper articles, actually named five other presidents who may have had black ancestry, but never publicly acknowledged it. Andrew Jackson, Abraham Lincoln, Warren Harding, Calvin, Calvin Coolidge, and Dwight Eisenhower. Oh, yeah. And That's all Andrew, true. Yeah, Andrew Jackson. I told, I'm going to give you all some history tonight. Andrew Jackson, the seventh president, uh, his mother was a white woman from Ireland, and his father, Andrew Jackson, was a black man. And his Father's other children were sold into into slavery. Calvin Coolidge, the 29th president, um, proudly admitted that his his mother was dark, but claimed it was because of mixed Indian ancestry. His mother's maiden name was Moore, M-O-O-R. And in Europe, the name Moore was given to all black people, just as in America, the name Negro was used. And finally, Dwight Eisenhower, the 33rd president of, of these United States. His mother was half black. So all of these candidates, you know, uh, technically, forgetting Bill Clinton, who had two white parents, um, but mm-hmm. looking across, President Obama is really not even the first biracial president or multiracial president. Man, it's He's true. just the only one with uh, a, a little bit more melanin in his skin. Now, he, couldn't, he, out, couldn't lie. he could not say he wasn't interracial. Yeah. Those presidents chose to uh, hide their their interracial heritage. And it's because President Obama got a little bit extra melanin in his skin. Because had he coming out looking like my wife, he could yeah, have been a white dude. He would have been a white dude. Thank you. But um, Donna Brazil in the clip brought up something interesting I want to go back and touch on. Um, as a child... Was Obama more closely aligned with white culture or black culture as a child? White. 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 Mm-hmm. White culture. I hate this question, but I'm gonna go on and play play uh sheep. <laughs> you gotta play along. Hey, Just play he along. had a, he had a white childhood, Rodney, even though I had a white childhood also, but he had a white childhood. I'm just going off what Donna Brazil said. She's yes, I he had a white childhood. I mean, let's just call it, you know, and you know, even going further into this biracial stuff, um, Halle Berry, I know y'all know her, and she was she's actually biracial, and she was raised by her white mother, and she has a black father, and she believes in the one-drop theory. And last year, I don't know if y'all remember or not, but 
but Hallie was in the middle of a bitter custody battle. And they did her dirt. They did her. Because his name was uh, Gabrielle Aubrey over their two-year-old daughter, Nala's racial identity. Now, again, Hallie is the daughter of a white mother and a black father, just like Barack Obama, just like my wife. Her baby daddy is French, Canadian, and white. I don't even know why they broke down French, Canadian, and white. I mean, the brother is just white. Um, so yeah, but it's two two different types of Canadians. There's a uh, white Canadian and there's French. <laughs> so correct. That is correct. Old. They're white. They're white. Yeah, I mean, he's a white guy. I mean, the bottom line, I don't even know why. They, but I mean, I mean, you can't do that. Why not? You can't do that. It's the same thing. Same, same principle, man. Same principle. You just, you just, you just said the same thing. We, you said the same thing about Barack Obama. You said I don't know why they broke it down. He's just white. No, but listen, what are y'all talking about? French Canadian is not a race. French is not a race. Canadian is not a race. Okay, that guy about? comes. Okay, so what race? So why can you say he's a white guy? Because that's that's one. It's only three races: Negroid, Caucasoid, and Mongoloid. So what, what's so French Canadian? Canadian does not fit into that. Exactly. I mean, so how can you say he's a white guy? So he's a white guy. That's what I'm saying. Well, he's half white. What are you talking? What's the other half then? French Canadian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. French Canadian. Using your logic. Using your no, logic. No, it's only three races. It's only three races. <laughs> that dude showed up. Okay, okay. Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold like, on a second. <laughs> y'all talking about comparing black and white to black to white and French Canadian? No, you just want to a race. It doesn't count. That's not a race. French Canadian is not a race. Please. Okay. But. Anyway, this want, was this was. But they want to be separated. It has. It, 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 it's like it's like uh, if 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 someone has royal blood, they have to let that royalty be known. Right. Exactly. So it's more about class than right. anything. Um. But here's what Hallie said to Ebony magazine in an interview. She said, "I feel she's black. I'm black, and I'm her mother, and I believe in the one drop theory." And as I told y'all, you know, the one drop refers to Jim Crow laws passed in the South during the the 20th century to further disenfranchise blacks. And if they, it, it, if a person had one drop of black blood, they were forbidden, forbidden to pass as white. And Barry continued. She said, "I'm not going to put a label on it. I had to decide for myself, and that's what she's going to have to decide how she identifies herself." in the world. What I think is that that's something that she's going to have to decide. And here's here's what what what, what was the the trick. Um she said that I think largely that will be based on how the world identifies her. That's how I identify myself. Now, again, the, our country is becoming more and more day by day multi-ethnic and I just, you know, if we let society decide who and what we are, how are we going to change society? You can't change society. Right now, are you serious? Are you sitting up here trying to say that Holly Berry is wrong for saying, you know what, I'm going to let society decide when all she got to do is look in the mirror and if the decision is already made? See, that's the point that I'm making. She's going to be a black no, 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 woman in the mirror. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Don't tell everybody she's white. Is no, that no, what you're I, saying, Rodney? And no, then, no, and listen, then listen. change society. 
listen, listen to me. I'm going to give you a perfect example, brother. Ike. I told you I'm going to give you a history lesson. And um, but w- there's a British couple. True story. They had British is not a race. Huh? I know that. I know that. I know that. They're, they're in British. I'm not. That's not their race. Okay. They're actually black and white. Okay. But thank you. British. Yeah. Thank you. But they had uh, two sets of black and white twins. Okay. Now, listen. The father's black. The mother's white. Now, both sets of twins, two sets of t- twins, if you see them in the grocery store, one of them looks white, one of them looks black. One of them ha- has blue eyes and red hair. The other one, ha- you know, looks like her dad. You know, she has dark skin like him. And scientists say that it's a one in a million chance that this even happens one time. But this family, interracial couple, black and white, they had it happen to them twice. So... What is the children's race, fellas? You got a child with blue eyes and red hair, and you got a child with skin like mine and 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 and, and, and different kind of hair. I don't know why this is so hard for you, Rodney. No, tell, I want you to tell me what's the race of the children. One is black, one is white. <laughs> what is the problem? I don't know why you can't get that. <laughs> Do y'all agree with that, fellas? One is black and one is white. Really? I know. I know somebody. We got one at our church that um, we have a lady at our church that her husband's white and she's black, and that baby came out with blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all were saying earlier. Y'all were saying earlier that if you got one drop of black blood. Even though no, he didn't didn't say, I didn't say that. Yeah, I mean, he's still black. That's something wrong, you brother. I've seen him where they've asked the mama, are you babysitting this child? But it's right. so sad that he sees it. And she but said, and he said, no, this is my child. <laughs> and and Peter, listen, that's the same thing that happens to my children. When my wife shows up to, to their school, the other little kids are looking like, that's your mommy? And then my my kids are like, yeah, what's the problem? You know, like, why wouldn't you think she's my mom? And that's because her skin is so fair. And so you trying to change society? Because I don't think you're going to be able yes. to change that. Yes, and, and, and see, that's why we can't change society, because you won't. It starts with the individual. It starts with the man in the mirror. <laughs> I mean, you say, you know, am, I, am I lying? I mean, doesn't change start with the individual? But I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out where you taking taking this with the brothers on this call, like you know, like because he keeps Perry us over the head with this man. I remember last time he blew up when we called Barack Obama black. Remember that? Yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to get y'all to to not further. Uh, and 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 again, I'm dealing in facts and 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 and. But situation, you will never be able to change it. It's all perceived Rodney. by yeah, but listen, this Rodney, is, do you understand a can of worms that would open up? If my, Okay, my daughter is playing with your daughter. Mm-hmm. And let's just say the question of race came up, and I would be like, well, baby, you know, Mr. Rodney's kids are interracial. No, they're not. My kids are not interracial. Okay, well, Rodney, what are your kids? My what kids are, are black. They're not a my quarter. kids are not half white and half black. My parents, okay. are, both of my parents are black, so I'm 100 percent black. Wait a, minute. Wait a minute, how do you know that they're black? I, I, I mean, their parents are black and their parents are black. I mean, it might we all mixed up, 
you know, with something. I, I don't disagree with that, but my parents and my grandparents are all black. They might have that's a little, you. they might have a little, you know. You uh, didn't carry them kids. You didn't carry them kids. You just donated a little something to the mix. Your great 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 all the way down the line could have been. But we don't need to go that far. I mean, it no, probably she probably do. was white. No, we don't. You, I mean, you do. wait a minute. From your from what you, point you're trying to make, we do. But from what society goes by, we don't. Let me give you an example. Two of my brothers. Well, well, we're a, a rainbow colored family. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I have I have one brother that went to John Hopkins uh um John Hopkins University. Very fair, red hair, hung out with white guys, they swore he was white until they saw my mother. Mm-hmm. I have another brother. Rode with a white motorcycle gang. They swore he was white. Okay? Until they saw one of my other brothers, who was darker. Now, I found this out. My great-grandfather was German. He fought in in the, the um, Civil War as a Union soldier. Mm-hmm. Okay? My great-grandmother was Indian. My grandmother was French. My grandfather, as you could say, was part German and Indian. I classify myself as black. Yet, on my mother's side, there's two parts of Indian, Blackfoot and Cherokee. Mm -hmm. You look at my brothers, you look at my father, we got wide noses. Yet, people look at me and think that I'm of Spanish descent. But see, mm-hmm. that, and that's what you, you just made a point, that if if we go by, and this is what, this is the, the, what I'm trying to get at, and then I'm going uh, to bring the president on, but this is what uh, I'm getting at, that we're sending a message to biracial children, just like these two twins, two sets of twins. We're sending a message that they have to identify with the side they most resemble. They don't have to. They don't have to, but somebody's no. going to do it for them. Right. They can't control what other people immediately think when they see them. They have Thank no you. control over that. Thank you. Yep. yep. And just like and just like one of the chatters said, Tiger Woods made the same mistake. He thought he had enough money, enough fame, that he could just break it down and say, well, no, I'm not all black. My mom is from Thailand or whatever the case is. Yeah, Tiger Woods was anything but black when he was on top of the world. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, he didn't even acknowledge his black siblings. Never yeah, exactly. took a picture. Exactly, because he was so screwed up, and you know, mentally, you know, he didn't know what to do. And you know, but still, in all, it didn't work on his behalf because he had people that was willing to support him because they identified with him. But then you don't turn around and slap the same people in the face and say, "No, I'm not down with y'all. I'm sorry." Well, let me, good word, let me bring the president on real quick. You do not describe yourself as a black president, but the, that's the way you're described. Um, your mother was white. Mm-hmm. Why would it be helpful?
Channel 4, why don't you say, I'm not a black president, I'm biracial? Well, you know, uh, when I was young uh, and going through the identity crises that any teenager goes through, I wrote a whole book about this. Yes. Part of what I realized was that uh, if, the, if the world saw me as African-American, uh, then that wasn't something that I needed to run away from. That's something that I could go ahead and embrace. And the interesting thing about the African-American experience in this country is that we are sort of a mongrel people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all kind of mixed up. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> now, that's actually true for uh, white America as well, but we just yeah. know more about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and so uh, I'm less interested in, in how we label ourselves. I'm more interested in how we treat each other. And if we're treating each other right, then I can be African-American, I can be multiracial, I can be you name it. Uh, what matters is, am I showing people respect? Am I caring for one uh, for, for other people? Uh, thoughts on that, fellow? That's perfect. I mean, I think you talked to you, Rodney. Perfect. Perfect. So, and this, perfect. Is where, this is where I'm going to break this thing down, is that had Barack Obama looked like my wife, society wouldn't identify him as, as black. No. Negative. No, they wouldn't. And, and that's that's my problem is that negative. I don't both, agree with that at all. Both my wife and Obama are the same. They have white mothers and black fathers, but they came out with different. Just how the genes and genetics work, they came out with different melanin levels. So, to me, I'm just saying that why are we letting society? When are we going to stop this? What? Wait a minute. You wait a minute. What do you have a problem with? Because Obama just told you, it doesn't matter what people label him as. It matters to him how people treat him with respect. So what? What does wait, it matter? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, but he just also said that when the world looks at him, they see an African American. So okay. When the world What's wrong? Looks at an African American. It's already some prejudices, some biases there already. So you yeah. don't want to have them because you're racial? You're well, walking up the wrong tree, brother. It, it, you're walking up the wrong tree. I mean, it, it, you know, this conversation will go on forever. But you have different you have different points in time that supports it all. Um, my father was a little bit of a rolling stone. I found out that I have a sister I have not met. But it was explained to me that she is living as a white woman in Washington, D.C. She has a choice where she can choose. And that's the, that's the, the situation we've always been in. We can, it, Depending on the fairness of your skin, you can choose what, what part of society or, or what part of group you want to be a part of. But you, that, that's a good point because you talk about choosing. And in the year 2000, our federal government, you know, they they finally heeded the desires of multiracial people uh, to be able to accurately define themselves on the census. Um, and my question is that when the census comes around, 
Are we are people supposed to fill out their census forms correctly? Because now Obama, he just you know they just asked me like your mother was white. He knows he's biracial, but when it came to his census, he could have checked white. He could have checked both black and white. Um, could have checked some other race, but who does that? Um, but there's no specific category for mixed race or biracial. You got to check two boxes. And why is it? And why is it? Why is it? Why is it? Why is it that way? Because it doesn't exist. Thank you. It doesn't exist. We're making it complicated. It ain't complicated. It doesn't exist. Barack Obama, Tiger Woods, and your wife are all black. Period. And you have to understand, we as black people follow that 1% rule. Right. right. But how how would y'all categorize a, a, a person, a child that has one Asian parent and one Caucasian parent? What would their race be? You you dipping in a whole different thing. That's I'm a whole... asking a question. I mean, I'm but just trying to get... Rodney, I mean, whatever what, features are dominant... That's not even... And whatever features are dominant in their, in their physical... Uh, the way they make up, then that's how they're going to be classified. Now, once they come out and say, hey, I'm white, or hey, I'm interracial, hey, I'm Asian, okay, you say whatever you want to say, and people will respect that and keep it moving. And guess what? People nowadays don't even care. Don't nobody care. Don't nobody care unless you got your 10% of people that hate hate you a little bit more than that. Maybe 25% of people hate you because you don't look like them. But outside of that, people don't care what you are. They embrace it now. Okay. Let me give you another scenario. <sighs> I mean, I'm just trying to break this stuff down. I'm just trying to go in different. These are all true stories. But listen, well, listen, we gotta, but listen, we, listen. Where are we going we're, with it? We're going to. What do you want, Rodney? Listen, I'm going to get you all there. But listen, here's another example. A Caucasian man with two Caucasian parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, on his census, he chose black because he ident- he grew up around black people. He identifies with black people. So on his census, white man, two white parents, you know, two uh, white grandparents, great, you know, his, his lineage, as long as he can count, is all Caucasian. But on the census form, he checked black. He wants attention. He's a joke. You don't do that. You don't do that. I can't sit up there and go, two parts Indian, German, French. I'm going to put black. Why? No, I know. Because I see myself as black. I always have. I always will. Now, I've gone to Jamaica. My mother, my sister, we went to Jamaica twice. They moved us out of the line of people who are coming into the country and put us in the line of, 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 res- of, of, of being Jamaican. Mm-hmm. We had to actually say, wait a minute, we aren't from Jamaica. And they was like, oh, you look. <laughs> I used to mm-hmm. date, I used to date an African, and that was a big mistake. That's something different. Went to a <laughs> went, went went to a, a wedding reception. Guy walked up to me. He started speaking African. I don't know what he talking about. I look like a tribe that lives along the river of something. You know, it's always going to be something. I've been accused, of, uh, not accused, but people have said, 
are you Puerto Rican? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, you know what I tell them? I probably am. But listen, but listen, but listen, but listen. Were you offended at any point? No. No, because that's the way of the world, just like me. I'm black. My wife is not. When I go hang out with her and we go to a Latino neighborhood, people walk up to me speaking Spanish. (laughs) It it just happened Sunday when the people came to do some yard work. They walk in speaking Spanish. Dude, I don't speak Spanish. You do kind of speak Spanish, though. But I'm just saying, it's just I can look a lot of things. I, I don't get mad when people don't recognize that my great uh, great grandfather, uh, who was a slave owner, you know, is white, and people don't look at me and recognize that, and I'm black as an ace of spades. <laughs> <laughs> I could be like I'm French Canadian slave owner. Mm-hmm. Like Great grandfather fought in the Civil War for the for the rebels, you know, for the for the Greys, for the South. Come on now, mm-hmm. you can't look at me and tell that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but you you could be you could be you could be Ecuadorian. You oh, Panamanian. Oh, come on now, Panamanian. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> do, 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 Panamanian people would throw you off. You have no idea who they are. But do you, you could even be you 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 could even be Puerto Rican. Oh, absolutely. Because that are dark, dark as ages made. Oh, yeah, the boat dropped a couple of them off right there, too. But look at this, this. and and, and T-Hawk talking about Puerto Ricans and Hispanics. And and, in the the most recent census, more Hispanics actually listed their race as white. That's fine. They want to be white. That's cool. No, no. That's (laughs) that's People want to be white. Go to San Francisco. You see it. Wait a minute. That's what I was going to say. Every yeah. other race, because every race has dark and light. You, you look at Italian. You know, exactly. Some, some say Italians are, uh, and I'm going to use the term, niggas. Italians will say that. Certain yeah. regions, they're called, they they black. Black mm-hmm. Italians. But yeah, you know black. what? They never separate that like that, but only among themselves. If you get them in a group you look at you look at Jamaicans. They will tell you they're not black. I'm not black. And look, and, and again, I just want to echo on that point. Jamaicans, right? Because I've grown up with a lot of Jamaicans. Jamaicans treat light-skinned Jamaicans like royalty. Oh yes, most definitely, like royalty. Within their own little <laughs> race, they treat light-skinned Jamaicans like royalty. So tell me, what 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 do they desire to be? Some of black white because it's always it was put in. If you're dark, something wrong, and it's among. Look, my family are, is rainbow. You might find a cousin of mine, redhead, freckles all the way down to darker than dark. And I had to realize this. They were they were family members of mine that looked upon those of us in the family as light. We were favored more. Mm. That was something I had to deal with. Yeah, that happens in my made, family too because... It, it, made me stop, it, it made me stop looking at the white man as, well, wow, it goes on in my own family. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, yeah, I was treated as the runt 
because I was dark skinned. My brother is fair skinned. My cousin is Asian. He's a, he looks like an American Indian with Asian eyes. You know, he was always treated better. So, you know, I dealt with that within my own family just because of how I look. Uh-huh. And everybody knew we were just like the Benton of colors. You know, we had all the different, you know, whatever. But it didn't matter. The way you was born, that was it. So you're yep. like the black sheep. So where are you going with this, Rod? Help me. That's what Help I want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it. And, 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 you know, the forms were changed in 2000, since this data forms. And if every biracial person filled out, you know, their race, checking one box instead of two, it will portray a society that's more divided than it actually is. And here's where I'm going with this. If President Obama, you know, I get the fact that if, if you were a census worker and you say you had to do a verification check on his census form and he checked black and you saw him and you were put into the black pile. I get that. But if President Obama kept reminding the American people of his biracialness, would that have helped our country move a little beyond this racial? Just a little bit, not it didn't beyond help it. Tiger Woods. No, I think, I'm talking about I the think, president. I think black yeah, people would turn against him. Yeah, but it didn't help Tiger Woods, and he, and he tried. He tried many times. Black people would turn against him. Why is that? Because we would look at that as him trying to say, because we, we still won't see him as black. So now we're going to go, oh, you're a sellout. See, that, that yeah. that's mm. the famous yeah. word. You're a sellout. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. my yeah. sister who is living in D.C., passing herself off as white, is a sellout yeah. for some people. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you don't even have to go that far. You don't even have to go that far, and he wouldn't even have to say that. What did they say about Clarence Thomas? Oh, mm, talk about it. <laughs> talk about it. What did they say about him? And he never said, he never said, I'm mixed with anything. <laughs> mixed, mixed with jackass. <laughs> Black people looked at him. Black people looked at him like, no, nah, no, nah, you go over there. You go, you stay over there where you at. Because we also break it down educational-wise, too. Mm, talk about yeah. it. We're we getting somewhere now. We're getting somewhere now. I mean, we're we, we getting somewhere. But I want to play another clip from uh, President Obama. And this is only 30 seconds. I can no more disown him than I can disown the black community. I can no more disown him than I can disown my white grandmother, a woman who helped raise me, a woman who sacrificed again and again for me, a woman who loves me as much as she loves anything in this world, but a woman who once confessed her fear of black men who passed her by on the street and who on more than one occasion has uttered racial or ethnic stereotypes that made me cringe. These people are part of me. And they are part of America, this country that I love. Now, you know, he talked about, and this was after, you know, the Reverend Wright fallout and all that stuff, but he said that he could no more disown Reverend Wright than he could his own white grandmother. 
but in essence, with his sister's choice, didn't he do just that? He had the option to. Are you are you upset with Obama's choosing his his sister's choice, Rodney? I'm not the only one. No, it's not. It's not because I'm not the only one. It's, It's actually articles on the internet about biracial people who are upset. I'm not biracial. I'm just going back to again. He so had the what, option, what? Wow. He had the option to choose both, and I and I give him his. My wife had the option to choose both. So you're saying he's sticking with black as a uh, way of appealing but to black folks? But you gotta voters. add on to it, Rodney. Your kids gonna have to choose too. My kids are seventy five percent black, so there's no fifty fifty. There's no. There's no no I'm, one is one hundred percent, Rodney. I'm telling no one's you, yeah, but well, it's just fifty one percent. Your children aren't seventy five percent black because you aren't fifty percent black. Yeah, ain't nobody one hundred percent black, Rodney. Well, fifty one. All they need to be is fifty one to, to, to qualify. Majority <laughs> no. rules, just like they're okay, listen, 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 listen. Newsflash. Can I, can I do hey, another? Somebody can filibuster. Somebody can I just want to do. I just want to do another newsflash. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The census, the race, the categories, all that stuff doesn't exist. Okay? The only thing that exists in this country that has always existed since the beginning of time is perception. That's it. Perception is the only thing that identifies who you are, who you perceive to look like, who you perceive to act like, where you perceive to have grown up. That's Mm -hmm. it. It's not where you, I mean, what you put down in your census. It's not what you put down, you know, on your job application. None of that matters. If people look at you and say you're black, you black. Because if one person looks at you and say you black, that means two people, three people, four people are going to look at you and be like, you know what, he looks black to me. If it smells like chicken, it's chicken. But, T.R., you just said something. Hold on, hold on. T.R., you just said something about perception. Now, is perception always reality? No. No. And that's what I'm talking about. That's where I'm going with this thing is that we're trained at at, at my job not to perceive people coming in the door whether they can qualify for this or that. Uh-huh. And what we're talking about here tonight, fellas, is that, yes, the world sees us this way and we got the perception, but we don't have to buy into that. As the brother said, in his own family, they're buying into, you know, the, the the who's ever darker is like the black sheep. I mean, to, to, what I'm saying is that oh, right. we don't have to buy into what the world you, you, you got to separate perceives. that. Buy okay. into how you treat someone. Now, you played the clip where President Obama said, treat me with respect. It's okay for you to perceive President Obama as a black man as long as you treat him with respect. So exactly. separate the hairs now. Exactly. So you because gotta, someone so, sees you and classify you as black doesn't mean they are disrespecting you. No. When race is spoken in this country, what's the first thing they're talking about? A uh, black man in a hoodie just uh, robbed a store. No, just black and white. Yeah, that's right. If, if, yep. if you yep. if you have if you have a room full of whatever combination of races as a couple, black white. Mm-hmm. Asian, white, uh, Mexican, uh, Latino, 
You bring in a white person, you bring in a black person, and you say, okay, um, what is the mixed-race couple in here? I guarantee you black and white is the first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. Let me ask a question. Go ahead. What does the label number one male mean? Black. <laughs> Cold one citizen. We don't know. I'm going to ask for my check one on her job. Number one. And who uses that term? White. Mostly. White. No, no, no. Police. Right. Police. Well, police. Right. Whoever. Law enforcement. Yeah. That's how Number they. One. That's how they identify <laughs> us. That's how they identified number one one. male six. Who was out there to be on applications? Number one male in a hoodie is walking around the neighborhood. Number one male. Everybody knows it's a black guy. Why couldn't it be number three male? Why can't it be number four male? Why can't it be the number one? (laughs) Number one. Uh, Number one male in a a derogatory. We are public number one. Number one. Yeah. And you even, you know, bringing up the hoodie situation with, um, you know, Trayvon Martin. Look at how they described George Zimmerman. Do y'all remember how they described his race? Yes. What was it? <laughs> what white was it? He was, he was he was Hispanic. Hispanic. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What is that? Now, that's a white is what? I, I know he that term. I know Rod Bible Flip when he there heard There is no white Hispanic. <laughs> They're just Hispanic. Hispanic, whether dark colored, out no, colored, it's just, it's just or, like or, the French Canadian, white, white French Canadian, a black French Canadian. <laughs> that, that what got me, what got me was the the, the white the, the white Aryan nation, whatever you want to classify them. They want to go there and march, right? And I'm going, why? You're not even involved in that. You're not involved in that. Why do you want to go down there? <laughs> you but you see, Zimmerman is his advantage, you know, reports, to get. The initial reports came out that Zimmerman was white, and then they adjusted it. That they found out, you know, his mother was Peruvian or something, but now, they adjusted it to funny? white Hispanic. It, it, okay, that funny okay. that they they did that, but they mm-hmm. didn't go half white Trayvon Martin, you, you know, half Jamaican right. Trayvon Martin. That's right. Nope, nope. Perception, perception, and now. It's convenient perception. It was convenient for them to say the Zimmerman had a little Latino in them because, you know, okay, so that makes it seem like, okay, well, now it's two minorities killing or fighting against each mm-hmm. other. Talk about it. You understand what I'm saying? So they conveniently threw a little little, little salt in the mix. You can't mm-hmm. do that. You can't do that. You know what I mean? We ain't stupid. We already know. He was a white guy. I learned early that I was no threat to a white woman. No. I learned <laughs> that early. Because you're so light-skinned. <laughs> because I'm white. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because I'm white. They don't have a problem walking up to me. I had a white woman pick me up one time. I scared the hell out of them. I mean, they, white and white men, when they come out the bathroom, they opening the door, and I'm already standing there about to go in. They're not. they skin. <laughs> But uh, finishing up here, this, this is good chat, fellas. Um, you know, uh, black and uh, the black and white uh, multiple race uh, population is more than double. And people who reported on their race on their census 
both black and white, more than double um, during the last census. And I think it increased to like 1.8 million people from 780, 785,000. But why don't, why, why don't you believe uh, biracial um, people, multiracial people, should be acknowledged? Because you you're not giving them the option, you 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 you're not giving them the option to pick how they want to be identified. If they select two choices, if they select black and white, then now you know they're multiracial. If they select black or Indian, black or Hispanic, you're giving them the, you're giving them the option. If you just have a circle there that says interracial, what is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't change the way you were born. Correct. Correct. If you were born, if you were born poor, you were born poor. You may at some point find money and become rich. You were born mm-hmm. rich. You were born rich. Someday you can spend all that money and become poor. But if you're born mixed, there's nothing you can but, but do. You can try to flip it. You can try to flip it and change it on your senses. You can try to act different. But people are gonna look at you the same way they did when you were young. But remember, that was that was taken care of too. New money, old money. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you know, just finishing up the census form um, by checking one box instead of two. Is Obama simply exhibiting pride in being black? I'm yeah. checking the black box instead uh, uh, of the black and white box. You see, I really uh, think you're giving that too much. Yeah, way too much. I pick, I pick one box because I'm freaking lazy, and it's been that way all my life that I've uh, identified myself as black. You know, and if I ever learned how to speak Spanish, I could pull that off too. You know, you know Rodney, so it, you when next time I do the census, I'm gonna go ahead and acknowledge my great great. Uh, Grandfather who was a slave on in celebrity. Just stick with your parents, brother. That 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 that'll be good. No, no, I'm gonna acknowledge the white side. I would check every freaking box, man. That I found out. Yeah, you would have to. You would have to. But um, let me let me get y'all out of here. Um, let me get off the senses. We got to talk about uh, Mr. Mitt Romney on on the back end here with this uh, other stuff, Mormonism and all that stuff. But um, what are the similarities? Between these two men, they're both interracial. <laughs> oh, religion—they they are they are of not the norm religion. That's a great one. Damn. Yeah, that's right. You're right, brother. One's Mormonism and one's—he um, was uh, going. His church was uh, subscribed to Black Liberation theology. Uh, um, shall we say Muslim American, or or shall we say Muslim Christian? What what? Huh? Going, oh, no, going no, 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 down that way. No, Hold no. no. Were you talking about Obama? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Obama said clearly on TV through one of his interviews that he was a Christian. Period. More than one time. But so nobody see what... him as that. Hmm? Nobody's gonna see him as that. Look at his name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's, he's making a good point because. Oh, but you well, ain't my last name to Harlow with some Jewish. We are <laughs> talking about we are talking about perception, right? Right. So 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 hold on hold on hold on. Mm-hmm. What does what does Romney have to do to become a Christian? Oh Lord. 
He can't be a Christian because he's Hispanic. <laughs> Christians don't allow Hispanics. That's uh, Catholics. Okay. That's, that's okay. their stuff. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm married to an Hispanic Christian. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, but they are mainly I'm, Catholic, though. They, they right, are they're mainly Catholic, Catholic yeah. I mean, right. in the movies, they show them as being Catholic, so that's what I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah. go with, too. Uh, and they are. And they are. But, T.R., you said something interesting, and, and yes, uh, Obama is... Um, a Christian, he's professed that, but I think that the skepticism uh, comes when um, you look at uh, Trin- his church, that he was a member of Trinity United Church of Christ, and the Black Liberation Theology piece, and going back to what CJ said about, you literally have, for the first time in history, you have two candidates who, both candidates, neither one of them have a, a quote-unquote conventional uh American style of religion. Um, uh-huh. The evangelical, Catholic, I mean, those are mainstream. Uh, but black liberation theology is not. And Trinity actually had what they called a black value system. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, these were like black ethics. And it's, and it's 12 of them. I read them real, real, real quickly. Number one was commitment to God. That's number one, bottom line. Number two was commitment to the black community. Number three was commitment to the black family. Number four was dedication to the pursuit of education. Number five, dedication to the pursuit of excellence. Number six, adherence to the black work ethic. Number seven, commitment to self-discipline and self-respect. Number eight, disavow of the pursuit of middle-classness. And what that meant was uh, seducing blacks into a socioeconomic class system, which trained them to earn more dollars, hypnotizes them into believing they're better than others, and teaching them to think in terms of we and they instead of us. Uh, so that's the disavowal of the pursuit of middle classes. Number nine, pledge to make all fruits of all developing and acquired skills available to the black community. Uh, number 10, pledge to allocate regularly a portion of personal resources for strengthening and supporting black institutions. Number 11, pledge allegiance to all black leadership who espouse and embrace the black value system. And finally, number 12, personal commitment to embracement of the black value system to measure the worth and validity of all activity in terms of positive contributions to the general welfare of the black community and the advancement of black people towards freedom. Uh-oh. So, radicalism. So what, radicalism. Uh-oh. What do we say when immigrants come to our country and send money back home? What do we say when immigrants come to our country and employ their own kind and mm. build up their own bit, um, businesses and put liquor stores in the ghetto and do all these things? Nobody says anything, right? Mm. And I'm not defending at all what this church stands for. But what I'm saying, at some point, they may say, okay, we got to take care of ourselves first, and then we'll go abroad. Mm. But, T.O., let me ask you this question. What if somebody today uh, proposed that we go back to segregation? And what I mean is that we have our own businesses, we have our own schools, we have our own teachers. Would you support that? It never worked. I would never support that. Well, Farrakhan tried to uh, bring that to light, but you see what it did. It, it divided more. 
than anything. Let, let, let me give you an ugly time in my life. I worked for the Census Bureau. And during the time I worked for the Census Bureau, it was just around the time that they were going to free uh, uh, Mandela. And it was just before the Rodney King beat down. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, a friend of of mine, we were talking about the whole um, uh, uh, releasing of um, Mandela. And we were talking among ourselves, but it wasn't like we didn't, we were trying to keep no one from overhearing. In front of us was a whole row of white employees. They divided themselves. Okay? Mm hmm. One young, I call her foolish, white girl turned around and stated to both of us, but looked at me and said, if you don't like this country, leave it. Well, I had to undress her, okay? And I undressed her in such a way that none of the other white people that were sitting, who were older than her, even turned around. She jumps up, runs out the room crying, boo-hooing like I had pulled a knife on her. <clears throat> My manager comes in, who was a black woman, but her thing against me was a, 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 a man, a, being a man thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she had a personal thing against me. Um, but I'm going to tell you what happened. My other black employees attacked me for making this white girl cry. Mm. They told me, that's old, that's over, there's no racism. And I looked at him and I said, how foolish are you? I worked with a young man who had the rebel flag on his wall. And I asked him, I said, do you understand what that flag stands for? He couldn't tell me. He just liked it. You know. <laughs> Months later, after well, after they got me out of there because I got my pants left because I made the white girl cry, then Rodney gets the beat down. And what happens? All of L.A. riots. Mm. You know. You know, I ran into a girl that I worked with almost a year after that, and she would not even look in my direction. She wouldn't even speak to me. You know, I was made a villain. I was was actually made a villain, and I was also classified as a militant. You might as well say. (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) You know, but... what got me was none of the older white people came to her aid, and that's what really shook her up. And really, it's like, why did you even get in this conversation? Because we were talking about South Africa and apartheid, and she just decided that she thought that she had enough in her to uh, take on somebody that she couldn't handle, you know. 
And it just pissed me off how I was the bad guy. And from that point on, I was the bad guy. You know, and it, 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 it's just, it's crazy. You know, it, it, it's crazy on, on uh, the way when you talk race in this country, what happens? And it's not yeah. going to change. And uh, that's why I want to go back and uh, step out of the racial stuff a little bit here and, and go back to the similarities between these two guys. Um, you know, we talked about a religious piece. We'll get a little bit deeper into that. I got the, the Mormonism piece coming up. But um, they're both intelligent. They're both family men. Um, they've both been married once and have been faithful to their wives, you know, to our knowledge. Um, no homo. They're both good-looking guys. Um, they both attended elite prep schools. They both are Harvard Law grads. And they're also both introverts. Now, unlike Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton is an extrovert. You know, he just, he can smooth, and he just, you know, he just, he just I mean, the boy's slave, cool, you know, it's just like, but at the same time, uh, former Pennsylvania Governor uh, Aaron Dell said that both o- Obama and Romney are far from outgoing. He said, and I quote, both of them are almost shy, which is amazing in this business. And you look at, who does, who does Obama golf with? Does anybody know? I didn't know he golfed. But friends and associates say, you know, that he uses golf outings to just blow off steam. But he doesn't golf with Republicans, fellow Democrats. Because he, 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 it's a narrow circle, it's a small circle that he golfs, golfs with. And even Romney, you can see how he's awkward on the on the stage sometimes, and, and in questioning interviews. Both of these guys are, I mean, they're not Bill Clinton. You know, they don't have that natural, you know, charisma. Um, so those are the similarities, but are they both liars? Listen, listen. Bill Clinton, you already know how he rolls. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we all know how he rolls. He rolls a wonderful black man. He, he rolled a little differently than Obama and a little differently than Romney. I'm talking about as far as being honest about his marital status. Period. It is what it is. So, uh, yay. There's a difference there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But are, they, are, are, are both of these guys, Obama and Romney, are they both liars? Yeah, they, they're politicians. Yep. So they're going to tell you what you want to hear and, and, and do something different. So I, I would say that's... That classifies as being a lie. Every politician creative, creatively plays with the truth. <laughs> exactly. That's a good way to put it. That's an excellent way to put it. But what what makes a good head of household? In your, in your own words, what makes a good head of household? Picking the right circle on the census form. <laughs> that's, that's number one. Now, you know, that's the first thing I had written down. Checking the right box on the census form. <laughs> that means a lot. They're gonna have French Canadian uh, in 2020. They're gonna have that box. But I mean, on the, real, <laughs> uh, on the real, fellas, what makes a good head of household? Y'all tell me. Tell me what makes a good head of household. Good character. Character. Yes. All right. Got that. What else? Knowing your role. Knowing your role. Okay. Yep. Anything else? Showing, showing up for your role. Showing up. 
Okay, showing I'm just writing all this down. Uh, be, uh, be a good representative and head of your household, I mean of the family. Okay, good head of and making sure And making sure that those in your watch are secure, taken care of, before okay. anything else is done. Security, taken care of. Anything else? I think we're missing one, the big one. And making sure that God is the head above you. Bam, there it is. Good answer like we do on Family Feud. Hand clap, hand clap. So with all that said, thank you, Brother T-Hawk. That's a great um, description of a head of household. Who's the better head of household, Obama or Romney? Wow. Now you just gave the description, character, knowing your role, showing up, head of the family, security, taking care of, and God is at the head of the, head of the family, head of the, I'm, head of the man. I'm, I'm going to say this. Yep. And, and I hope not to offend anybody on this phone, but this is my personal opinion. You you cannot be an effective head of household and be a member of a cult at the same time. And who's a member of a cult? Romney, the Mormon is a cult. The right. Mormon, Mormon is a cult, no, yeah. no doubt. That's why I said earlier when I read that it said the Christian Christians uh, unite, united for Romney because that's the way Mormonism has been classified. Always. But a lot of people don't realize that Mormonism is a cult. And, again, we're not trying to offend anybody, but the the facts are the facts. And i give you all some quick facts of what Mormons believe about God. Firstly, they believe that he hasn't always been the supreme being of the universe, but attained that status through righteous living and persistent effort. They believe that, that God the Father has a body of flesh and bones as tangible as man. Mormons believe that there are different levels or kingdoms in the afterlife, the celestial kingdom, the terrestrial kingdom, and the t- telestial kingdom, and outer darkness. So where you'll end up depends on what you do in this life. Where in contrast, the Bible tells us that after death, we go to heaven or hell, whether or not we have faith in Jesus Christ. And additionally, Mormon leaders have taught that Jesus' conception was the result of a physical relationship between God the Father and Mary. So God the Father smashed Mary, conceived Jesus. That's what Mormon leaders have taught. Okay, but you know, you know, there's Christians now that have put abortion, gay marriage, sin things ahead of that. So they would rather believe in a cult than believing that people sin and that uh, where they die, it's only that person and God who makes that decision, not, not people who live in this world. And Mormonism teaches that salvation can be earned by a combination of faith and good works. Now, we know none of us could earn our way into heaven by good works. It's by the grace of God. You can't do enough works to get get into heaven. Um, And 
Mormons are usually friendly, loving, kind people, but they're they're following a false religion that distorts the nature of God, the person of Jesus Christ, and the means of salvation. And I want to play a clip um, here. This is only a minute. Check this out. Coming on the air and having you go after my church and me and my, I'm not my going after you. I know you church. I know you. That's right. But I'm not running as a Mormon, and I don't. And and, and I get a little tired of coming on a show like yours and having it all about Mormons. See, I don't mind his being about that. Yeah, I do. I, 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 do. I agree with the ethics of your church, for Pete's sake. So do I. Yeah. So do I. Well, <laughs> so I. I was trying to. No, you're going to tell me that I'm not that I'm not a faithful Mormon or that I'm that I'm not. Now uh-huh. we gotta be we gotta be real careful when we get into the 
to the judgment of other Christians. You see what I'm saying? Now, you said one thing about Mormonism being a cult. We, we get that. But yep. let's just say, you know, I'm sitting in, because a lot of times I sit in church yep. with people that I see twice a year. And yep. I'm happy to see them. I'm happy to see them. I'm not going to play judgment on them because, you know, they don't come every week, but they come. I don't know what their relationship with God is. That's their relationship with God. And it's up to them to maintain that relationship. You so see what I'm saying? saying but, yeah, so you're saying that, would you say that, that presidents, I mean, the office of the presidency is, is a big job. I mean, none of us could even think or imagine how much, you know, stuff they have to deal with. So yeah. what are you saying is that should presidents in general get a pass on church attendance or are you saying that President Obama should get a pass? Are you saying presidents in general should get a pass or Obama should get a pass with not regularly going to church? I'm not Hold saying on. What, what What is President Obama's religion? Christianity. Christianity. Yeah. No, okay. You say he just don't go to church, right? No one knows. <laughs> yeah, we I don't mean, know. Everybody knows he don't go to church. I, mean, I don't know that. Yes, you do, because it's, it's reported that it's like President Obama visited a church for the third time this year. They, I mean, they put that all in this thing. You know, you see it all in the – I mean, if you follow the stuff, they report, like, the number of times he's visited a church. You know, this is the second time he's visited the Episcopal Church in D.C. So, me. so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you heard of Obama going to visit a barbershop to get a haircut? Yeah, but you can you can apparently see that he has a haircut. Yeah, exactly. but he has a he has a personal exactly. barber. He doesn't go to he he has a personal barber tone. He doesn't go to a so so, right. so how how do we know that they don't have church in the White House on Sunday? So you morning? believe you believe they have church in the White House? Is how, that what how, do we, how do we yeah. how do we know they don't? I found out today the president can get anything he wants if he wants to tear a room down and rebuild it. He can. So the man if, put a basketball court in the. In the White House. Yeah, so right. he can put his listen. own little altar and, and, and have his own little minister come in. You know. But he has had T.D. Jakes come to the White House. Is there a chapel in the White House? Does anybody know whether there's a chapel in the White House or not? Yeah, not personally. It isn't, it isn't I, part of isn't part of the church experience fellowship with, with other mm. saints. Ooh, talk that about is it. true. Talk about it, brother. That no, is true. But maybe, maybe President Obama can't. Uh, maybe he has uh, he has need of private counsel for a topic that he's dealing with and running the country that uh, the public experience wouldn't be able to give him that you know that opportunity to get what he got to get off his chest. Fellowship no, I don't think is a benefit. About that. No, well, listen, fellowship yeah. is a benefit. Fellowship right, is, it is a benefit. There's people that go to church that come, sit down, hear the word, and leave and no fellowship. So just because you go to church doesn't mean you fellowshiping. So you're saying that a person can be a devout Christian without regularly going to church. Is that what you're saying? Of course. Of course. And you know one personally. Dang. I know where Rodney's going with this. <laughs> where am I? You know, I don't, I'm just asking the question, bro. Yeah, uh, you know you're not. Go ahead, Rodney, whatever. I mean, I'm just asking the question. So, I mean, do y'all believe that? I believe it. Okay. I believe it. Yeah, I, I believe I, it. I don't, I don't, I don't. I believe it. I would lean towards no. I would lean towards saying I don't believe it. Okay, okay, so listen, so listen. So what's the difference? What's the difference of someone that that, that is a heavy alcoholic 
but they find a way Sunday morning to stumble into that church versus the guy that works to feed his family on Sunday that goes to his prayer closet and reads his Bible faithfully every day, but you never see him in church. What's the difference? The difference is the brother works on Sunday. He don't have the option to go to church on Sunday. He works to feed his family. Okay. Okay. So let's take away the work part. Okay. Since you conveniently through that. Let's take away the work part <laughs> and say the guy doesn't work on, on Sunday but no longer believes in the church. Mm. But what he does believe in is his relationship with God and he prays and reads his Bible every day. What would you say about that guy? But he don't go to church. What can you say? The correct answer is nothing, because we not to judge a person's relationship with God whether they go to church or not. But that's I, I, I think I think that judge is the wrong word, because as the brother Perception. said, you know, we should Perception. not we should not de- deny fellowship with the saints just because it's inconvenience or you just I ain't doing the church thing. And we okay. talked about this a few weeks ago, you know, um, in another you know, keeping the church out of my marriage. But I, I don't think that denying, I don't think that we should promote the denying of the fellowship with fellow saints. Because as they say, as they say, iron sharpens iron. You know, so if you are stumbling in drunk, you know, other brothers be like, man, what were you doing last night? You, you shouldn't, why are you drinking on Saturday night? Why are you drunk in here on Sunday? Clean it up, brother. Or if they okay. see you out at the grocery store, you know, You're right. iron sharpens You're, iron. I hear you. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But that, but, but there are a lot of people sitting in the pews with issues that they won't even tell their own church members. So they can't get help. They got a lot of secrets in church. You know that as well as I do. People come in there with their secrets. And they'll walk up to the front with the tears tears in their eyes and go to the altar, leave it up the altar and leave it, and won't fellowship and roll back out. You see it every week. So what is the difference? And you don't only have to fellowship in the church. You fellowship on your walk. Yeah. I hear you, but let me let me tell you what let me tell you what Obama's pastor said, and he told you know this to Arthur Edward Klein because the campaign has has has, has tried to cast Obama as a committed Christian, but this was actually contradicted by his own pastor of twenty years, and he said, and I quote, "Church is not their thing." The Obamas almost never attended church unless it was required for political expediency and photographers were in tow. And if you notice, that we talked about on the previous call about how, you know, um, I, I use myself as an example. You know, I'm an elder. Uh, you know, I teach Sunday school. You know, I'm doing, you know, my, my wife teaches a couple classes. I mean, so I'm in the marriage ministry. So we're active in the church. I'm on the usher board, you know, so, but... Obama, his wife, never had any leadership responsibilities in the church. Because as his pastor said, I mean, his pastor, this is his pastor said, church is not their thing unless it was, you know, for the cameras, for an event. Well, well that's because politicians are 24-hour jobs. But wait a minute, brother. What do you do in Chicago again? Help me out real quick. Just, Just help me out. What did he do in Chicago? Community organizer, I mean. Yeah, genius. And what else? And what else? I'm I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now now, now think of his education now. This man could have been on Wall Street the day he graduated. What did he go do? I mean, I'm I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about 
him going to church. And, and you're going to sit there and talk about your works, then we got to talk about the works. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. We know that the works don't get you nowhere. I mean, right. you're doing good works, but that's not going to get you into the kingdom of God, period. That's right. You see what I'm saying? But, but, but again, we know his track record shows that he's put in works. We but don't listen, know. Okay. Listen to what the other brother said. He said politics is a 24-7 job. It is. Now, here's just, here's just Rodney talking, okay? This is just Rodney talking. You know, the, you know, y'all can take this however you want. I think that he got hooked up with Trinity for political expediency, period. Because, again, as his, I'm reading what his pastor says, church is not their thing. That's what he said. So the whole helping and the community organizer, that was to get him to where he is today as president. That was a stepping stone. But that wasn't for let me help. You know, that the show was, show was something some some that in there, but I think the motivation was politically it. driven. That's, that's, How that's many people at your church right now says, I come to church on Sunday, but assistance is not my thing? And are they any different? Because we always argue at every elder and deacon meeting that we're the only ones doing it. 80, but it's 600 rule. people at yep. church every Sunday. Yep, 80-20 rule, 20% doing 80% of the work. 80% of the work. So there's your answer. What do they do? They come in, they get the word, they may shake a hand or two, and then they leave. <laughs> Some of them don't even break down. Every man jets out. It's the same man. Even all the elders, all the men who are doing something in the church are the only ones moving the chairs. It's the same group. Every other man, out. Gone. They out. They out. Yeah. Well, I mean, to so, me, so, go ahead. But that, that's, that's why we can't make the comparison of who's more Christian than the next. We can't. Because then you got those people sitting up there. Remember when we used to have... Those chairs up on the um, on the uh, stage. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you got people sitting up there looking holier than thou. Yep. And they're cutting a the fool during the week. Yep. Not even during the week. At the restaurant, right after church, treating the waitress exactly. bad. Yep. Exactly. So we we we're not in position to have this kind of conversation. If the man says he's a Christian, so be it. The man says he's a Mormon, so be it. So then we have to look at the source. So now you just you just picked apart Mormonism. Now you'll pick apart Christianity. But you can't pick that apart because you're a Christian. So he's a member of the same faith as you. Right, and that's a good point to y'all. And, and that's what I was going to ask. That isn't, isn't Obama's brand of Christianity actually more closely aligned to Americans today? I mean, more more Americans than than ever are irregular churchgoers. Oh, absolutely. If they go at all, more we're getting more and more secular. I mean, you see the, the I don't know what happened on the ballot in my state, you know, today with uh, uh, same sex marriage and you know. So why don't why don't more people identify with him as a Christian? Just because you know he he, he don't go to church, but they don't go to church. I, I don't get it. But you can't you can't pick him out because presidents before him only go to church when they need to get mm-hmm. uh, that camera. You, exactly. you know, get that. I mean, come on, Bush sitting up in a um, Baptist church for real. 
Yeah, I mean, do, do y'all think? You know? Listen to this. Let, let me let me let me help you, brother. Do y'all think it's a double standard when covering how religious the candidates are? Do you think it's a double standard between Democrats and Republicans how 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 they cover how religious they are? Because like well, you, you say, you know, W. Bush he he incorporated faith heavily into his political life, but rarely went to church. Never became a former member of a con- congregation during his eight years in Washington. And Reagan used relig- religiosity as part of his message to voters, but rarely, if ever, bothered to attend services during his two terms. I've only but known he, one president to do that, and it was Carter. Yeah, but Jimmy he Carter. was a Southern Baptist, so. Yeah. But, I mean, neither one of those two Republicans I named, they didn't face similar scrutiny. So, so why is that? Why the double standard? Well, what happened was they they brought in their uh, religious leader. Mm-hmm. You know, they had their religious leader. You know, the Orwells and the and the or and the uh, what's what Billy Graham's and the, you, you know, so that mm-hmm. that got them by. Yeah, and I, I think the scrutiny too comes from the fact that his, you know, he does have uh, I guess ties within. His family history of of other religions, you know, particularly. Mm-hmm. The reason so I think he gets more scrutiny because of that. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I think he gets more scrutiny because of his name. Because Possibly. everybody mm-hmm. everybody sees him as a radical Muslim because they see Muslims as radicals no matter what. Yeah. So what? It, he oh, he to, said it himself. He said it himself. He said, "Listen." I'm not going to become president. My name alone is not going to make me president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the brother, he already knew it was a negative. But the brother, when you're speaking about positive and negatives, and just to tie that back to what the other brother said, is that Obama had a diverse religious background, you know, as he was growing up. And his grandfather was um, like a free-thinking bargain hunter for religious ideas. And they actually went to this uh, Unitarian uh, church when they were in, uh, with his mother, you know, when they were living in uh, Washington State. And to those of you who don't know, Unitarianism is a Christian theological movement named for its understanding of God as one person. But it's in direct contrast to the Trinity, which defines God as three persons coexisting, you know, uh, substantially as, as one being. And Obama, you know, he, he went with his grandparents. Um, he lived with his grandparents at 10 years old from 71 to 72. And, they, you know, he went to Sunday school at this Unitarian church in Honolulu. Um, and he suggests that his grandfather liked investigating religions as sampling cu- cuisines. And so did his mother. And his mother actually took him on religion sampling tours. And in Audacity of Hope, Obama says this, on Easter or Christmas, his mother might drag him to church just as she dragged him to the Buddhist temple, the Chinese New Year celebration, the Shinto shrine, and ancient Hawaiian burial sites. And with each new venture, however, his mother made certain that her son understood that taste the the cuisine, chew on it, but don't swallow it. These religious samplings, Obama said, required no sustained commitment on his part. 
They were just like, yeah, you know, try the Unitarianism, try, Unitarianism, try this, try that, but don't swallow it. So mm. back to the question, you know, you're talking about positive and negative, and looking at his upbringing, um, you know, we've already dismissed Mormonism as a cult. We've already got that. And But is Obama's diverse religious background a positive or a negative for you? A positive or negative is is diverse. My, you know that he sampled all of this stuff. Go ahead, brother. My personal is um, because I've done that. I've I've experienced family who taking me to uh, the, the the temple. Mm-hmm. I've gone to Catholic churches. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've gotten up. My brother and I we used to get up on Sunday and just go to whatever church we got to first. Mm. That's good words. Yeah, I did. Too. I I did um, pretty much the same thing. Grew up as a Methodist um, via my grandmother. Went to Catholic school. Went to pray in a Catholic church. You know, and then and now I'm you know Pentecostal. So, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that's where I'm staying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But 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 again, I had to. Being Pentecostal was the decision that I made as an adult. The other decisions were made by other people. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And the good thing about Christianity, we know that some may veer away, but the foundation and the Spirit, Holy Spirit, will, will at some point bring them back. And that's why I don't try to judge too many people that are that that are out wandering, you know, because at some point they'll find their way back home. But if you and and again, just like I said about Mitt Romney being a, a Mormon, you know, in a month he could be a Christian because that's just how you know. I mean, he, I, I don't, he, I don't he, think so. I think that's a stretch, Seahawk, because you know this guy and, and historians, historians have actually said that somebody mentioned, um, you know, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was a faithful man as well. Well, no, no. Historians have said, listen, historians have said that Romney is a man that's more committed to his faith than any presidential nominee in history. So I don't, I don't, I think that's a leap to say, well, he could be a Christian next week to win the office, because to me, he would have done that already. He would have converted already to Christianity. The point that I'm trying to make is that we know it's a stretch, and we know that it will probably never happen. But the fact that it can happen is what I'm trying to tell you. The fact that he can be converted, there's a possibility he can be converted. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So there's a possibility that Obama, he's already a Christian, can find his way back home. If if though you said, okay, he's not going to church, he's not a practicing Christian, whatever that means, but there's a possibility he could be more so than Romney. That's making any sense. Yeah, that does. But what is home? Because, you know, I know, you know, me personally, I I was raised in the Christian church. I was, you know, in that's home for me. I, every Sunday, my mom took me to church. I mean, it is what it is. I didn't, we didn't sample anything. It was just the Christian church. We grew up Baptist. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, me and T-Hawk go to church now together. But what, you know, what, what is home? What do, what do y'all think that Obama, just, just forget the politics, forget winning elections, forget campaigning, forget politicking, forget stump speeches, forget interviews. What do y'all think Obama actually believes? 
cut the cameras, you know, cut the paparazzi, cut the cut all of that. Cut the I think he believes in God and I think he believes in uh in Jesus ball Christ. Yeah, ball game, fellas. Yep, ball game. Ball, ball game. Ain't no almost. It he ain't no Ohio. Yeah, ball game. They just called it. They just called oh it. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Game. But it's over. Oh, it's oh. not. It's it's that. Oh, it's over. Watch. They just let's, called it, baby. Ball game. Let's stay on topic. Let's stay on topic here, because I'm almost done. Um, we'll get to that. But you said he believes in Jesus, brother. Um, yeah. You said like. Yeah, I, I said yeah. I personally don't believe that, and this is again, this is just Rodney talking. I, I don't believe he's a Muslim. Even though you know he went, he well, what do you what years. do you believe? I'm gonna tell you. Either. I'm gonna tell you, brother. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. You know, um, I think that Obama is either agnostic or an atheist. Now that may hurt some of y'all's feelings, but that, that's no. just why I'm talking because <laughs> I, I can go with you on that a little. Thank, thank you, brother. He comes because he across. He comes across as one. Thank you, brother. Because and, and to those of you don't don't know the difference between an agnostic and an atheist. An agnostic believes it is impossible to know if God exists, while an atheist does not believe that God exists at all. So I think he's one of those two. That's just me talking. But CJ, you say you you agree with me on some portion of that. Why do you Why do you agree? With I'm gonna tell you why. Because a lot of um, uh, highly educated people go that route. Mm. Mm. Talk about my scientists though, those scientists. Scientists type. No, I think he's just talking about highly edge. I mean highly he's a man. Yeah. Because they 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 they're trained they're trained to 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 go through things and to deal with things of what they can see, touch, smell, mm-hmm. you know, taste. You know, the higher you go up in education, um, that that's what it's based on. Um, you also have to throw in there that that after a long period of time, he came out and he basically said that he supports same-sex marriage. When I seen him do that, it looked like he was battling. With himself, to be true. <laughs> you know, like he really didn't want to say it, but he had to say it because it's the pulse of what it is now. You know, and if... if Political expediency. Right. You know, and that's why I said being a politician is 24-7. Because no matter what you believe in, no matter how you feel about something, you have to be a politician to everybody. Mm-hmm. And you have to play that game, mm-hmm. and you and you're owned by somebody. And again, going back to, you know, let, let's compare his childhood to your childhood. You know, maybe you went to church, um, but I don't think you sampled to the degree that he sampled. And he wasn't really, he didn't really get hooked up into uh, the Christian faith at Trinity until he was 24 years old. So by that time, like the brother said, I mean, he's educated. You know, he he did all of these things, but yet never, you know, recognized or, or never, you know, say, you know, this was because of God. But I'm no. sure, I'm sure he took a little piece of all of that. Exactly. He took a little piece of all of them 
to come up with his belief. Right. Right. I, I believe that. I, that's, that's, you know. But I think what that boils down to is, like I said, it's either agnostic or, or atheist. It's, it's one of the two. After you, you know, put all that in the pot, you know, and, and, and what comes out, you know. Of that I don't think he's an atheist. I, I don't think he's a, he's an atheist, but... Um, Who? To Obama? Yeah. No, I don't think he's an atheist. You just think he just put all that stuff uh, together and just come up with his own right. his own religion or something. Right. Okay, I, I see that. Wait a minute. I'm, I got confused. Something, something you need to turn the TV off. You need to turn the TV off. I have no idea what you're talking about, Rodney. I want to know. I have no idea. Oh I got confused, man. CJ knows what I'm, what I'm saying is that, again. CJ kind of feels sorry for you right now. That's why he <laughs> you out. No, he doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to To me, I think y'all brothers are too emotionally tied. Oh, it's a wrap. He won. Yeah. It's a wrap. We already knew He's that. We already knew that. I got to go so over I think, I think that, again, I think that, that your feelings are a little hurt because you're too you're emotionally invested in Obama. No, 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 no. Hey, but spir- that's why I'm it's like it's not really making sense, you know. I'm not, not spiritually. I've never been spiritually invested in anyone. I didn't say spiritually invested. I didn't say spiritually invested. I didn't say yeah, spiritually. If, if I mean, have, but, uh, but that's emotion. what we're talking about. If yeah, have, I mean, but look, Rodney. Rodney. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. One, one thing you can't dispute now, you know, Reverend Rice Church or, or whatever the case may be, whatever the theological theological, uh, you know, doctrine is, you know, he did join the church. Correct. Okay, so, you know, when you talk about political expediency, I mean, he he could have been well-connected with tons of, of black ministers in Chicago and did not have to join a church to be um, connected into the community. He really? joined church. What? I don't believe that. So, you know, again, you know, I... I don't, I don't believe that. You think one minister out of all the black ministers, all the black churches in, in Chicago, you think one minister would have made or bro- broken his his political aspirations? He didn't have to do that. He, could, he, he, he probably has relationships with tons of black But ministers. guess what? It's done that for many of white presidents who have. Yeah, aspirations of, uh, uh, or, or shall I say, politicians who had aspirations of being president. And obviously president. it did because he just got reelected. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and Trinity, Trinity, to, to as far as I know, Trinity was the church in Southside Chicago. So if you were to join any church or to get affiliated with any church, it was Trinity. Now I may be wrong, but that, I mean, that was the church. Yeah, but but my my point is now. When you, obviously, when you join a, a fellowship, yeah, no, uh, obviously they have that twelve point whatever thing you read, but you know y- you are confessing or, or at least professing to believe in certain things, you know, and so you know just like T Hawk was saying, you can't really judge. You know, he made that commitment at one point in time. You know, you, you read about how he, you know, he tasted but didn't swallow all the other ones. You know, so he did make that commitment. So, you know, to me, I mean, I I definitely see where you're going with it, but, you know, 
it's hard for me to at least deny the fact that he took that step. You know, yeah, now, thank you. Just say he straight thank up you. lied about it, then maybe he did. But 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 if you go back and listen to what when Rodney was reading about what they believed in, if you if you go back and go through everything, they pretty much uh have beliefs of where a whole bunch of different people could could be under that church and still have different beliefs. Right. Mm-hmm. But it all because it was so abstract. To, it's so abstract it, what they believe in. But it wasn't abstract to the point. It wasn't abstract like Mormonism. I mean, that's that stuff is you know different kingdoms. But it wasn't abstract to the point where the 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 main ingredient of that was the black community. I mean, that was known, and I mean, it was called the black value system. So I, you know, I think that that was the the crux or or the 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 main part of what they were talking about or what they were they were trying to achieve was benefiting the black community, not the community in general, the black community. I mean that was specific. Um but what what do y'all think? Now first lady Michelle um actually grew up in the church in the Christian church. She didn't sample. Um she grew up in the church. She went to South Shore Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. So, how do y'all think she feels about you know all of this? Uh, not not you know being a member of a church or <laughs> you know the kids not going. Um, maybe they have a chapel in the White House where they go. We don't know that. How do y'all think she feels? Growing grew up in the church, you know, like yeah. you and like me, and now it's just like she's gonna follow her husband. What does that do for him, though, Rodney? Come on now, help me out. I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking about the family now. I'm, I'm talking about the what family does it do too. for the family. I'm what talking does it about do the family, for the family? Too. What does it do for your family if you deny uh, fellowship with the saints? If I deny what does it do for fellowship with the saints? Yeah, if you stay home on Sunday, you watch the game, you wash your car, you play golf on a regular basis. Okay. What does that do to your family? Does it do anything? Does it have any effect on your family? Well, it's not constructive, I will tell you that. Right. So that's what I'm asking. As his wife. I mean, it's borderline counterproductive if mm. you're taking the head of household role. But again, how many how many employees are there at the White House? Oh, God. I just found this out today. Uh, hundreds of them. <laughs> so you're telling me so again, at any whim, the yeah. ruling is still not in whether they have a chapel at the church. I mean, whether they have a chapel at the White House, <laughs> and whether and whether they fellowship and worship Sunday right at because you know there's a church right across the street, right? Right. It wasn't stated, but it clearly clearly uh, Nixon had a bowling alley. Ford had a swimming pool. So I mean, but well, yeah, that's exactly because why wouldn't that be stated? To me, that would be well. An I didn't see. I didn't see but that that's part what when saying. I when I but turned what, in on it. I didn't. I didn't see that part. How you, successful? You know where they they talk about even so listen, listen, listen. Statistically, how yeah. many openly faithful religious presidents have we had? One. I would say one. 
Yeah, Jimmy Carter. So then that would tell you that being a religious president isn't too popular because you got so many faiths that you would have to cater to. But what did you say earlier? I mean, you're right, but what did you say earlier? You know, if if you were taking the job, you wouldn't deny your Christianity. You wouldn't deny your faith. And and I probably wouldn't get elected. But Mm. it's always been clear that they have stated that any decisions that they find that were difficult, they went to their religion to uh, help them decide. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, think about it. Do you think someone in Obama's position really wants to, to support gay marriage, being a heterosexual, heterosexual male? I'm telling you, he quaked. It looked like he quaked <laughs> to even to even I think, say it, I think to me, I don't think it was religious. I think it was politics before religion. It's always politics. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We know yeah. it's politics. It's all politics. you got to talk to talk. you got to get the votes. That's what you're there for, to get the votes by hook or crook. You may have to say things you don't want to have. You can be totally against abortion, totally against abortion. But what did but you if, say? What, what did you say? You said that. You wouldn't deny your Christianity, but at the same time, you wouldn't be elected. Because you wouldn't talk that talk. You wouldn't say, oh, you want me to believe in this? You wouldn't do it. And you wouldn't get elected. So what does that say? What does that say about America today? Is that if Tony was running for office, and we know T-Hawk, that brother is on the sticks, and he wouldn't wouldn't mince words about his Christian faith or his Christianity or the church he go to or whatever – and he wouldn't go the way the wind blow, but the brother wouldn't get elected. I probably would not get elected. So what does that say? What does that say about America? That you, you, you what is it, a easily sell yourself out. <laughs> what are we talking, a newsflash? <laughs> Some of us got ancestors that, have, that were slaves, buddy. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's the way of the world. It's the way it's been. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about our ancestors as we close and get y'all out of here. Um, It's got to switch gears. It's the last gear, fellas. Hang on there with me. Um, Who was the first family on earth? We're talking about the first family tonight. Um, It looks like uh, the Obamas will remain in in the White House as the first family. But who was the first family on earth? Y'all don't remember Genesis? I mean, come on, fellas. Come Adam, on. Adam and Eve. Thank you, Adam thank you, brother T. Hawk. Yeah, he's the T. Hawk's been in his Bible studies. I, I know. Adam and Eve. Um, um, but who says they they weren't married? So who says they were a family? I mean, we're classified as a family. I mean, you may be right, but they they were it was male and female, so it was only two right. male and female. They could have been whatever they wanted. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, um, I, I throw this one in for good measure for uh, Brother Ike. Uh, what color or race were Adam and Eve? Black. <laughs> I think they were French Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, to be well, safe, right? Not to be safe, Well, yeah. well honestly, honestly. And pull their sentence forms. <laughs> <laughs> we got a brother on the line that works right there, so, you know, yeah, pull we, them out. We, Go ahead, T.O. We would never know because we never will never know where the Garden of Eden was, and wherever the Garden of Eden was, however close or far away from the sun it is, then that's what dictate the perception <laughs> of what color they are. 
I love that. That's a good answer. That's the best answer tonight. I like that, Tony. I like that. But wh- but why do y'all think that God used one of Adam's ribs to create Eve? I mean, couldn't he couldn't he have created her without it? Why do you, I, why do you think he used I one of her think, one of his ribs? I think that showed that he had a sense of humor. <laughs> what? You gotta explain that, brother. Um, the idea of of taking Adam's rib, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> a woman's always going to be a part of us. Mm. Now you're talking. You know, about um, good, bad, or indifferent. We can't live without them, and it's difficult to live with them. Sometimes it's difficult for us to live with ourselves. Mm. That's good talk. That's good talk. And, you know, God made Eve from one of Adam's ribs, and, and they had that undeniable bond at that point. And now we know God is the designer of marriage, but what, if anything, can we learn from Adam and Eve's uh, marriage or bond or whatever you want to call it? What, what if anything, can we learn from Adam and Eve as the first family? Keep a tight rein on your woman. Yeah, yeah, say that. Don't let her get away. <laughs> keep, keep, keep her away from the fruit. Rodney. Yeah? Rodney, you know, you just like one of them teachers that's teaching a class while everybody's outside playing. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 I'm glad you're still awake, Ike, because this one. I'm party. I just talked to my mom. They party down there. Yeah. It's, it's about to be on and popping. I done had my first shot of Patron. About to get another one. So let's just go and get it in. What's well, up? Well, let, me ask, let me since you got your shot of Patron as we get so, close to closing time here. Um, now, this is a dangerous question. What time is it? Yes, yeah, after 1130. I can ask this. Now, God doesn't make mistakes. But did he actually realize he made a mistake by not creating Adam and Eve at the same time? God doesn't make mistakes. No, because he he had to he had to I, I don't want to say train, but he had to educate Adam. Um he allowed Adam to name all the creatures of the earth. He couldn't do that with a woman around. <laughs> Talk about it. God, he had something to say. God had to have the story of Adam and Eve so the women will always know that they are the weaker vessel. Mm-hmm. And they have a constant reminder of the choice that Eve made. Mm, that's heavy. That's why God did it the way he did it. Mm. You yeah. are a part of him. You were made from him. But you are separate because of your choice. And you have to you have to face this. Adam was punished because he did not he did not keep a tight rein on her activities. He let her go about herself, and she wasn't ready to just go about herself. Adam allowed her to influence him. Finger. Mm. Y'all getting heavy here. Yes, he got. He was edu- he was trained first to be the head. Yeah, and I, th- I think he also created a second so that man would know that he needed he needed help. 
Right. He yeah, needed, because it was stated that. It's not that, good for a man to be alone, right? Right. Yeah, because, that's, you're talking about Genesis uh, 2 and 18, as the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Go ahead, exactly. CJ. Go ahead. Um, he even questioned. He said that, you know, he, he named all the creatures of the earth, and he saw that every creature had um, a mate. They had a perfect a mate. mate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect mate. He's like, hey, you know, Adam was lonely. So why 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 was it not good for Adam to be alone? Why was it a bad thing for Adam to be alone? Wow. Uh, idle hands of the workshop of the devil. Bingo, man. But you saying at the same time. You were saying that, you know, uh, keep a tight rein on your lady, but at the same time, she can, she kind of help keep you in check a little bit. Yeah, if if she had <laughs> gone through her total education, but she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, what she, do y'all she, think? Do, do y'all think that, um, uh, bringing this back to 2012, um, do y'all think single people find themselves feeling lonely? Single people, 2012. You think they find themselves feeling lonely at any time? Absolutely. I do. Yes. But can married people experience loneliness? Yes. How so, brother? I mean, how is that possible? You got a lady there. She's you know in your space. How you gonna be lonely? Oh, uh, she don't talk to you. <laughs> Unevenly yoked. Mm. Mm. Can hey can can we have a little moment of celebration on this phone call? I know, man. Rodney is <laughs> killing me, man. <laughs> we need wait, a little I mean, moment. Wait, 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 we need wait. A oh, moment that, was, man, that was my last question. P Town already celebrated. I hung up. So. You got this Machiavellian rule going on, man. I don't know. I understand what's going I mean, on, let me man. let me just let me just shut it down because I see y'all got the TV on, and and if you look, you know, um, I, I already predicted it, so I knew it was going to be the result. So that's why I ain't even had, I ain't even got my TV on, you know. So, <sighs> but let me let me you know let me let me close this up, um, and we can you know chat. Um, here's the conclusion, fellas, which y'all all been waiting for. God created the family. But why? According to the Bible, God himself ordained the family as the basic building block of human society because he deemed it not good that man should be alone, as the brother just said. Adam was alone and incomplete. He needed a helper, a compliment, a wife to share in the task of filling and taking dominion over the earth. But before God introduced Adam to his bride, he prepared Adam to appreciate her. God's final act of creation on day six, the crowning step that made everything in the universe universe perfect, he accomplished by forming Eve from Adam's rib. Then he brought her to man. Adam's first recorded words in Genesis 2 and 23 regarding Eve were, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. She was part of him and he was part of her. Adam had found a life partner with whom he could enjoy fellowship. 
and share responsibilities. In Genesis 1 and 28, God commanded them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. In bringing Adam and Eve together, God established a family for all time. That first union became the pattern and purpose for every marriage to follow. They were indeed the first family. God ordained marriage and the family. They were his idea, and therefore they are sacred in his sight. Marriage and the family should be sacred in our sight, too. This is quite the opposite of society's opinion that it takes a village to raise a child. It doesn't take a village. It takes one man, one woman, and the spirit of God who unites them together. But this is also why the family is one of Satan's most principal targets. Just look at how many different angles Satan uses to attack the family. Divorce, drugs, alcohol abuse, as my brother T-Hawk said, sexual abuse, abortion, same-sex marriage, etc., etc. Satan understands how important the family is to God. But I hope we Christians also understand the importance of the family and continue to use biblical principles to do battle to protect and defend it. I think too many times we take our families for granted, and unfortunately we tend to consider many of these attacks on the family as merely political issues rather than spiritual ones. That concludes our show for the evening, fellas. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Virtual Talk Show brought to you by Married Men Don't Talk. You can join us again next Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and next week's topic will be What's wrong with marriage? What's wrong with marriage? For more information, please feel free to visit our new and improved website, householdstress.com, and also download our free Household Stress app from the Google Play Store for your Droid smartphone. You are now free to move about the country.